Thank you. And I have handouts this time. Okay, that's, you can, we can pass them out later. That's okay, good. At the door. That's great. Perfect. So, uh, greetings from Unity World Headquarters at Unity Village, sometimes called the Mothership, sometimes called Headquarters. And I hope you learn to call it home because it is the spiritual home of all us Uniteks. And I'm always delighted when the music is so good because if I fall on my face, you will remember the music. <laughs> So thank you. That was really, really quite beautiful. And uh, seeing that video for the second time and thinking about my, my uh, service to the country, I was a, I was a Navy dentist. <laughs> it feels like 14 lifetimes ago in the late 70s. And often people will ask me, well, Paul, how is it you go from becoming a dentist to a minister? And I share that it's a really short jump because I went from preventing tooth decay to preventing truth decay, right? <laughs> I prescribe, prescribe meditation in place of medication, and I hope for this talk you have your dental floss with you as mental floss, okay? So we're going to romp, and um, what we're going to be talking about is metaphysics, and what you were just sharing about is mysticism. I teach about metaphysics. I can't teach you about mysticism because mysticism has to do with this wonderful one-mindedness, this flow of consciousness that we seem to be in and are at the same time. So I can't teach you to be mystics, but hopefully you can learn a little bit about metaphysics and how to have some control over your life. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, so am I. So today's talk is entitled Trouble in the Hood. I'm not talking about outer neighborhoods. I'm talking about neighborhoods of our consciousness. You guys have neighborhoods in your consciousness, right? Some of you probably have committees. Anybody have committees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the voice for mom. Anybody have the voice for mom? Mom died a year ago, and she's still telling me what to do. So that's the voice for mom. So we're going to be looking at several levels of consciousness as a structure of knowing, for a structure of understanding that can help us in a way, categorize how we're showing up, how we're thinking, how we're feeling as a spiritual tool. You ready for that? Okay, so there's victim consciousness, victor consciousness, vessel consciousness, verity. Victim, victor, vessel, verity. So let's get rocking. So let's have the first slide. So in victim consciousness, everything happens, seems to be happening to me. Woe is me, poor me, this is what it feels like. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I know you guys are laughing because none of you have ever been in victim consciousness. You've just known people, right, and just felt sorry for them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Victim consciousness. Everything is happening to us. And in fact, our society and our language is set up in such a way that, that, that we say things like, um, that cancer caused me to do this, or the economy is making me do that. And, that, and that, that, that's where we give our power away. We, we say all this stuff is causing us to be or do something. Woe is me. And, and, and one of the benefits of, of really enjoying language like I, I do is, is I, I got a real appreciation of the Spanish language when I lived in Puerto Rico. In the Spanish language, they say things in ways that you really get to be a victim and not take responsibility. Right? Because in victimhood, you don't have to be responsible. You know, that's why it's so comfortable. Not my fault. So, so, 
So I learned when I was in Puerto Rico that, that if, I, if I missed the bus, I don't say I missed the bus. In Spanish, you say, the bus left me. <laughs> Isn't that great? The bus left me. It's the bus's fault. I had nothing to do with it, right? So in victim consciousness, you know, we fall into it. It, it happens. Um, the, the problem isn't that we fall into it. The problem is we get into it, and then we build a condominium there, okay? <laughs> and, and, and we live from there. And, and, and even if you think of, of someone that we revere as a great master, Jesus, he was in victim consciousness the night before he died, right? So the problem isn't victim consciousness. The problem is, is we, when we give it power over us. You with me? So then, how do we get out of victim consciousness? Well, we get out of victim consciousness by realizing that indeed we do have power over our thoughts and feelings. We have power over how we respond to things. Okay? A lot of time it's unconscious. Just think about the little movie clip we just saw and, and the response we all had in common to that little film clip. And really, all it was was flashes of pictures, and sound. And we, you and I, gave it the meaning. Do you feel that? And, and when we can start to realize that we're the ones, you and I are the point of power, we, we are the ones that are given meaning to everything. Next slide. So, so in Victor Consciousness, this is what Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, said in Christian Healing. Way, 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 way back at the beginning of the last century, we are constantly making condition through our thoughts. Now, it's true, but we have to add feelings there. We are constantly making conditions through our thoughts and feeling. Some people declare that everything against them, if they miss a car, they say it is always that way, and they build up a state of mind in which everything seems contrary, contrary to them. So by our thoughts and feelings, we build up a state of consciousness. We build up substance around it. We, we, we build up a head of steam around it that seems like it's always that way. And then victor consciousness, next slide, is, is when we realize we have this power, that I have control, that things are happening by me, and then I get to be the king or queen of the experience in my world. Isn't that sweet? Isn't it great to learn that you are the king or queen of the experience? Now, I'm talking about out of events. I'm talking about the experience that you have. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we're choosing it, and we're always choosing it. And so in Victor Consciousness, I like to symbolize it like this. Yeah, right, right? TSA was not happy with this yesterday. <laughs> Do not carry labor <laughs> lightsabers in your luggage. <laughs> It'll be fun what happens today. But, but this symbolizes we have power, right? We have this wonderful power. We often don't use it. <laughs> However, do you notice that in order to be a victor, what must we also have? A victim. Often there's a victim when we're, we're in victor road, mode. And so in a way... Victor can be comfortable because we're dragging a little red wagon of victim consciousness right behind us. It's never really left us. However, we're living from a higher state. And so then that brings us to the next level. Excuse me, that brings me to the quote. <laughs> Power, man's innate control over his thoughts and feelings. Next quote. There we go. I already kind of said that. So now we're at vessel consciousness. This is where things seem to happen through me. It's either happened to you or somebody else where you get 
You think of something really inspired and, and you say it and someone says that's great and then you say, it wasn't me, it was God. It wasn't me, it was God. That was God coming through me. Um, people who compose songs say they come fully formed and they come through me. So this vessel consciousness is a consciousness where it seems like stuff is coming through me. And we say that, you know, we're a conduit from God, of God. You've heard that, right? Conduit, yep, right? That God is passing through me. And sometimes I'm like this four-inch conduit, and God seems to be flowing just fine. Other days, because I'm focused on my victimhood, it's God's just squeaking by, you know. (laughs) I'm a conduit, but not a very good one, right? Let's have the next slide, please. So Charles Fillmore said this, Man constitutes the instrument of God through which each person brings his potentialities into visibility. I'm going to read that again. Man constitutes the instrument of God through which each person brings God's potentialities into visibility. You're sitting there with these God potentials within you. It's your job to bring them forth. Fillmore also said, man is the vessel of God and expresses God. Man is the vessel of God and expresses God. You are the vessel of God. Sometimes, though, we think of it like when, when, when we say uh, the Christ in me or the Christ in you, we think it's in us like a wiener's in the bun, you know? <laughs> you know, where the wiener's never the bun, the bun's never the wiener, right? Right, so, and th- that, that's that vessel consciousness. But that divinity, that Christ nature, that spirit, no matter what name you give it, it doesn't care, is not in your body like your organs are in your body, or it's not in you like the wiener's in the bun. It's in your consciousness. It's in your consciousness. You could say fully installed, ready to go, batteries not needed, you know? It's there. Next slide, please. No, not next slide. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) So we sometimes talk about us as being a vessel of God like this, okay? That we're a vessel, but not very pretty. Okay? I can relate to that on some really bad days when my ugly twin's showing up. <laughs> Other times, we're more like this. Have you had that experience where you feel like this beautiful, simple, clear vest and the divinity that you are, is that, that you contain is coming through, that, that the water in this vase is God or the Christ consciousness or whatever you call it? And you're this vase, and your job is simply to contain it. There are days like that, aren't there? Yeah, the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is interactive, okay? It's good. It's good. So the next step is verity consciousness. There we go. Verity consciousness, where we realize the divine in some way is me. Some way is me. And so if we use this same model, how do we get there? Because we got to figure out a way to move up from that vessel consciousness because vessel is, is so comfortable. And one of the reasons why it's comfortable, comfortable is it's, it's kind of ironic is because in vessel consciousness, God is happening to me. God is happening to me. Do you remember which level of consciousness is to me? The lowest, victim. Okay? So even in vessel consciousness, victim consciousness is still present it's a good form, and it's a, it's a level we, we need to go through, 
and we need to go through it and not, not build a condominium there. So if we look at this model that I set up as the glass that's the vase that's holding the water, the way in which we could use this model to understand verity consciousness is now to use your power of imagination to imagine that this vessel is not glass, it's ice. It's a vessel made of ice holding water. Both the vessel and what it contains is the same stuff, folks. And at the interface between the ice and the water, there's just a dance of molecules going, friends. And I like the joke that, that the vessel, the ice isn't saying to the water, you're all wet, right? And the water isn't saying to the vessel, you're too rigid. They're simply in this kind of dance with each other. And I think that's true of our consciousness. That in some ways we are like the ice and the water when we begin to wake up and become aware of the reality of what we are. So let, let's look at some quotes by Charles Fillmore, I hope. <laughs> okay. So, so Char Charles said, The personal man, Jesus, is merely the veil or mask worn by the spiritual man, Christ or Jehovah. So Jesus the man, the personality walking around, the one that turned the tables, the one that cursed that poor little fig tree, and the one that healed people, was a mass worn over the Christ nature, or the Christ consciousness. And then Fillmore says, we are all, you and I are in our personality wearing the mask that conceals the real, the spiritual I am. I have many masks, don't you? And they're useful in some ways. But we have to remember that we're not the mask. You're not the mask. You're not the mask. I'm not the mask. I'm a minister. I'm a brother. I'm a son. I'm a teacher. But those are all masks. Next slide. So Fillmore said, individualize yourself in the highest degree by affirming that in spirit and in truth you are all that God is. Isn't that bold? early 20th century by affirming that in spirit and truth you're all that God is. This is true of man, man and woman, in his or her spiritual nature, and he or she must claim the supreme inheritance before he can enter into the mighty mental and spiritual forces that are released from the kingdom of God within man. Don't you want to release these forces, this truth of what you are? And the way we do it is through the power of our thinking and feeling nature. we got to claim it. We, were, we, we have this power of dominion. And it's all about naming and claiming and defining. How we name a thing is how we show up. How we name a thing is how we learn to use a thing. And so by the use of affirmation, we build up that head of steam. We build up that substance. At first, claiming that I am all that God is seems ridiculous. And I want to step out of the line of lightning and thunder, you know? Because I was raised up. My embedded theology says you don't do that. Next. Metaphysicians, now that's you and I, just a fancy word, for those who are on the spiritual journey, have discovered that man can greatly accelerate the growth in himself of the Christ mind by using affirmations that identify him with the Christ. Now, it says growth of the Christ mind, but it's more like the growth of your awareness of the Christ mind 
because there is only one power and one presence, and it is totally everywhere present. So that, that capital M mind that is a divine, that capital M mind that is Christ consciousness, is fully present. So we're not actually growing it. It's not changing. Our awareness of it is changing. And he says, these affirmations are often, so, are often are so far beyond the present attainment of the novice as to seem ridiculous. Some days it's really ridiculous. When my ugly twin shows up to work, it's really ridiculous. And my secretary says, go meditate, Paul. <laughs> but when it is understood that the statements are grouped about an ideal to be attained, they seem fair and reasonable. The, this is fair and reasonable, folks. Your job is to simply prove it to yourself. And it's not saying in an affirmation once, I am Christ. It's saying it over and over again till you have that deep knowing, that deep realization. You feel and resonate that truth. And you build that head of steam up around it. You, you, Fillmore says you nucleate substance around it. Not this substance, but that spiritual substance. And when you nucleate that substance around it through the power of your, your affirmations with thought and feeling, what happens is you have to be that. You have to be that. You can't stop it. But if you don't even claim it, you won't make any change. Next slide. This is bold. It is your mission to express all that you can imagine God to be. Let this be your standard of achievement. Never, never lower it, nor, your, nor allow yourself to be belittled by the cry of sacrilege. Because as you claim it verbally, there will pe be people who will cry sacrilege. Just say, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Simple, right? Don't give any power to that person. You can attain to everything you can imagine. If you can imagine it as possible to God, it is also possible to you. You are divine. You are this magnificent Christ consciousness. We find it easy to say, I behold the Christ in you. We often find it difficult to say, I am Christ. What's the difference, friends? There isn't, is there? So I would like you to think about, feel about, and claim today that you are this Christ nature, whole and perfect. Let's say it together. I'm going to say it again. I am Christ, whole and perfect. Together? I am Christ, whole and perfect. Now hand over the heart. Let's say it again. I am Christ, whole and perfect. And friends, that is the forever truth. The forever truth. And the way we make it ever more real and ever more apparent is first by the power of our word followed by our deed. Go forth and be that Christ. And thank you for being here.